Hi, this is Nick from Volume 1, and the brand new Volume 1 podcast was made possible by Royal Credit Union, Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic, and DeborahBecker.com, offering State Farm Insurance. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the season finale of the Volume 1 podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, my name is Eric Christensen. I'll be your host. I'm joined by my co-host, producer of the pod, Nick Meyer. What's up, Nick? Hey, Eric. Yeah, with season finale, season we made finale. it through a whole nine-episode season. <laughs> really flew by. I of can't course, believe it. one of the reasons we're wrapping up this season is because our our venue here, where we record this thing, is the Lakely part of the Oxbow Hotel. It's reopening yeah. on June first, so we are losing our home. <laughs> this place has been closed for the last year more than a year which is terrible it's wild <laughs> but i'm excited um, to have it open again i've been missing the missing the cocktails yeah for sure. it's a little more important that people get their cocktails than we have a place to do our podcast that's true so i mean we'll, we can <laughs> still do it with all the people around just be a little noisy yeah just change the nature <laughs> of it all but uh, we'll be back uh after a little uh, hiatus we'll find a new spot to do some stuff and and we'll be back with another season later on yeah thanks to everyone for sticking around for with us through nine episodes feels very good uh and man boy do we have a great one today uh, I'm so excited. I, f- I feel it in my bones. It's going to be a great one. I say that every time, and I'm pretty much always right. Uh, so, yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, later on the show, we got a real get for you, folks. Uh, he's the author of Shotgun Love Songs, Beneath the Bonfire, Little Faith, The Hearts of Men, Hit After Hit, Just After Hit. And he's got a new book coming out in July called Godspeed. The illustrious Nicholas Butler is here. Yeah, and it is a big get. It's, it I would say get. the biggest celebrity we've had, except we've had Judy Clark. Yeah, I would say Judy so, Clark is up here. Yeah, and then you drop several Nick notches down. Butler's <laughs> kind of in here. Yeah. yeah. We still feel good about it, though. I mean, it's fine. But yeah, one of the best to ever do it right there. Excited to catch up with that guy. Uh, but first, we got lots of uh, local stuff to get to with our esteemed panel, who I'm going to introduce to you right now. Uh, first, she's a local social worker and the owner, executive producer, slash host of a very amazing podcast uh, called you. The Social Exchange Project, which is on its second season right now. So happy to have her back on the show. Please welcome Shang Elizabeth Lore. Nice. Thank welcome you guys back. for having me. I didn't think I was cool enough to come back, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> here come I on. am. The thing is, the sophomore appearance, the bar is way <laughs> higher. Yeah. So oh, we're man. expecting big That's things. Nice. All right, a lot of pressure. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming back on. It's going to be a good one. Uh, and next, he's a local comedian and the co-founder of Clearwater Comedy here in Eau Claire. Uh, he works at the Ellie Phillips Memorial Public Library here in Eau Claire, and I'm told he's the king of books. <laughs> is that right? I think my, my actual title is uh, Programming and Communication Services Specialist, but <laughs> Book <boring>. king. <laughs> I uh, think king of books. But king works, too. Yeah. I like king of books. Programming so. and Communication <laughs> Assistance is Assistance, assistance services. Yeah. And assistance. don't worry, our expectation, expectations for you are very low. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. That's where I thrive. Okay. That's where All I right. like to be. Uh, but he, he's my next door neighbor and one of my best buds in the world. Please welcome Jordan James DeRoe. All right. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I, I did want to say I can tell it's the season finale because uh, Eric's... Uh, his sartorial choices have slowly gotten more and more casual throughout the season. <laughs> yeah. I think he was wearing a collared shirt first ep, and now we got the broke the up jean the gold, jacket, the gold chain. Gold chain. Yeah. He's oh, really yeah. I didn't even know my chain. I'm gonna leave it out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Normally it's underneath, but it's uh-huh. the season finale. Yeah, you yeah. didn't know. It's real gold too. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you, Jordan, and thank you, Shang, for being here. Y'all are both great. This is gonna be a good one. So let's get into it, shall we? 
Um, the first topic on the panel, uh, where's the beef, okay? Uh, oh, it's right here in the Chippewa Valley, Apparently baby. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. There's burgers everywhere. We got big burgers, small burgers, local burgers, two-for-one burgers, impossible burgers. The Chippewa Valley is, uh, might be the best place in the world to get a burger, I Turns think. Out. I think I'm going to declare that right now. <laughs> it's straight up a burger lover's paradise here in the valley. And as one of those burger lovers, uh, this topic is near and dear to my uh, arteries. Uh, so I'm pleased to announce that we have a bunch of new burger joints coming to town. Uh, so let's break down these burgers. First, there's, um, there's Burger Boys, which is a new takeout-only ghost kitchen out of Randy's Family Restaurant. Those hot spot. ghost kitchens. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love the ghost kitchen Another idea. Ghost kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of spooky, but I, delicious. I ordered from a ghost kitchen the other night, and uh, when my food didn't arrive, I, I called the place up that was supposed to have it, and they said, ghost kitchen? There hasn't been a ghost kitchen here for 40 years. Huh. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's great. Uh, and, you know, there's more. There's a Wahlburgers, which is coming in uh, the new High V, which is going where the old Kmart building was on Claremont. That's not till this fall. But, you know, Wahlburgers, that's the chain that's owned by actor slash rapper Mark Wahlberg <laughs> and uh, his brothers Donnie and Paul. Yeah, don't forget about Donnie and Donnie Paul. Donnie and Paulie. Uh, that's going to be in, yeah, yeah, in the new High V. And finally, this one's a little weird. Uh, there's this uh, big YouTuber guy named Mr. Beast, <laughs> one word, who, uh, who has a virtual restaurant brand called Mr. Beast Burger. Uh, not sure exactly what's going on there, but it's going to operate out of, or it is operating out of Red Robin here in town. So, um, yeah, along with 600 other locations around the country. So, yeah, tons of new burgers. Got to love a good burger, but... Dang, maybe we all need a salad. So, Shane, what do you think? Why so many burgers? Like, is it too much? No, it's never too much. <laughs> it's never too much for burgers. I feel I'm actually really, really excited for Mr. Beast because I just found out that he has like all these followers, and I had never heard of him. Yeah, yeah what's his million. What's his yeah, deal? Like, I don't know. I think he like does like um, really outlandish things. Like he gives away money for free. <laughs> he breaks into yeah, homes and like cool. leaves fifty thousand yeah. dollars for people. Buries himself like alive in a coffin and <laughs> yeah. makes videos and stuff of it. Oh but, wow! Um, the uh, you better hurry though. I mean that's a fad that's gonna like f come and go. <laughs> so if you want a Mr. Beast burger, I don't think that's gonna last forever. Yeah, probably. I so don't you know. better get out there and, and check it out. For but it's, sure. it's, I mean, the, val the Valley is always, you know, it gets clowned down a little bit for having so many bar grill type places, I feel like, and not well, enough other Well, it's like 90% of the restaurant scene here. Like, yeah. There can be too many burgers, <laughs> in my opinion. We've got to diversify. Maybe. Yeah. It's a little disappointing that there's just going to be more burgers. Well, you know? the ghost kitchen thing makes sense in the pandemic because, I mean, like a delivery, a burger holds up really well. You know, obviously you can, you can eat a burger after it's been in a car for 20 minutes <laughs> get, making its way there. But I mean, will that stuff survive? You know, will those ghost kitchen things survive after the pandemic and stuff? That's one of the questions too. I hope so. Of course, the perennial favorites in the best of poll for you know the volume yeah. of best of the reader poll is uh, you got your Court and House, your Milwaukee Burger, and your Amber Inn. Yes, which is my hamburgers. That the hamburgers. It, yeah. that's what you know. So we got to keep supporting those burgers before you're getting out <laughs> to support Mark Wahlberg and Mr. Beast <laughs> and his 60 million followers. Don't forget those classic point, local joints. Point. Yeah, there's too. There's so many. Like I feel like the home grills of the valley are are quivering with fear right now. People aren't going to be cooking burgers at home, and you know Jordan just bought a grill. <laughs> well. I got to I got to make my allegiances clear here uh, right out of the gate and just let people know that uh, I'm somebody who had their engagement photos shot at a Culver's. So, 
So as far as new burger chains come into the area, will I maybe check them out? Like, you know, maybe once, but I'm, I'm all in on the, on the Culver. I'm a, I'm a ride or die for Butterburgers. Wait, is this sponsored by Culver's right now? <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying desperately to be sponsored by Culver's. Just life. Just have your yeah, life sponsored. Absolutely. Right. Culver's comes up every single episode, so they haven't thrown any money our way yet. But working maybe on it. Someday. But Listeners, yeah, make that stuff. phone call. Ask for their support for the Volume 1 podcast. Dang, I'm, I'm hungry now. Uh, <laughs> try them all. <laughs> all right, let's, let's move on. Um, <clears throat> it's the summer of public art, I think. Uh, that's right, folks. There's, uh, there's pretty much murals and sculptures everywhere you look in Eau Claire right now. I mean, you take a 10-minute drive through Eau Claire, and you're seeing like 50 different works of art. Uh, and we look out the side the window of the Lakeley right now, and we could see at least three murals and a sculpture, I think. Uh, there's so many, and there's more public art on the way too. Uh, Artisan Forge just put up their big Orassic Park, which this local guy, uh, his name is Dale Lewis, made a bunch of scrap metal dinosaurs that are out there that you can go look at and not climb on probably. But uh, they also have a huge new mural on their building uh, by local artist Enamel Hands that just says Art Claire, really big and like kind of 3D vibes. And they have a new community mural done by uh, local middle and high school students. And here in downtown town Eau Claire, there's the color block thing, which is taking new submissions this summer. Mm-hmm. So it's like a real trend that's happening now. Like every summer, it's like music festivals announce their thing. Like all these uh, three ice cream places are opening and there's seven new murals <laughs> to look at. So uh, Jordan, I mean, Mural fatigue is that is that real? What do you think? Listen, as a as the hashtag influencer that I am, I need <laughs> yeah. options for my selfies. Okay, I can't be taking. <laughs> my followers will not be hitting that that double tap. They will not be liking if I'm taking selfies in front of the same mural wall every you know every day every post. It's gotta. That's gotta a pretty have, bland feed. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm all for it. Give me more mural walls for my selfies. Keep my followers happy. That's that's that's. I'm trying to build my brand here. And if we so want I'm more support for, for these things, we should really just be calling them selfie walls. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're not. They're not murals. They're not art. They're just they're selfie walls. Yeah, as, as long as at least one of them has the angel wings coming, so you can take and uh, oh yeah, then I'm happy. They have know? that at Artisan Forge. I think. Oh, perfect. Well, then then I maybe we're good then. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I don't, we're done now. We I'll got meet the you angel there later. wings. That's what we'll do later. Okay. take selfies. Do some selfie. Do a selfie sesh. I, I mean, mean I was, yeah, I'm yeah. all for. I mean, bro, I think we're all for more murals, of course. Sure. But mm-hmm. I would like to say that you know not all murals are created equal. <laughs> um, there is accounting for taste, you know, for, on some levels. So I mean. We want to make sure that we're doing this with with sound uh, artistic judgment, which right. of course is in the eye of the beholder. But <laughs> somebody knows, you know, has to has to help what's good and what's not. So just so we don't, you know, over mural it with junk. That's all. Yeah, it really is. You know, it's becoming part of the city's real artistic identity. I would say just as much as kind of music and other kinds of art. It's like, I mean, I feel like that's something that Eau Claire is being becoming known for is just having a bunch of, bunch of stuff around that you can, you know, do selfies with. <laughs> Welcome to Eau Claire. Enjoy our bunch of stuff. <laughs> I feel like the more art, the better. But I'm actually really excited. I love what Artisan Forge is doing. I love all the different vendors that they have and the, yeah. they're hosting there. So I'm really excited about that, the competition of people submitting in, you know, what they want mm-hmm. for murals. And so I'm excited to have more art here in Eau Claire. Yeah, and those, you can you can submit your ideas till June 1st there, mm-hmm. and then they pick them by the end of June, and then they'll start painting those in August. So watch for that. The Ellie Phillips Memorial Public Library, you got to say the full name every time. 
Legally. Uh, You're obligated. Legally. Uh, the L.E. Phillips Memorial Public Library is in the thick of their big story builder expansion project, which sounds pretty cool. Um, huge fundraising campaign, lots of cool looking plans uh, to renovate the library. It's way more than books. Uh, I mean, there will still be books, but since we got uh, library employee book the king of books, Jordan DeRoe, on the panel today. The stars have aligned at the perfect time to talk about it. So, Jordan, no pressure, but you're kind of representing the entire project right now. It's a multi-million oh dollar project. So tell, tell us what's going on there. Well, yeah, no pressure. We own, we have like $600,000 left to raise. Uh, Pony up, 96% people. there. So if I, I feel like if I'm charming enough single-handedly on this podcast, I might get us there. We're going to get it over the line yeah. right now. <laughs> so here we go. I got a five in my wallet right now. <laughs> there, yeah, hey, we'll take it all, man. That's, Do you take Venmo? <laughs> uh, we joke, but, but honestly, there's been over 600 donations thus far, and they range from a couple of bucks from from kids who come to the library up to over a million dollars from the Ellie Phillips M- Memorial Foundation. See, now, to be honest, like that is not an impressive number to me. 600. That is not enough people yeah. donating. I mean, that is the, the thing has been amazing. There's 11 and a half million dollars of actual city money. And the goal was seven, I think, right, of, of, of privately raised yeah. money. But 600 people, 600 donations, companies, businesses raised $6.3 million or so. So I mean, this other six fifty that they still need, we got to get a couple thousand. You know, I mean, people need to do this. This is like our heart of the downtown. Yeah, one 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 thing that's definitely we want to make clear is just that, uh, yes, the gates are up. Yes, construction is starting, but we're we still have a little ways to go. So, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean that we're completely there. Uh, like I said, ninety six percent of the way there, but there is still a chance to give, and we certainly. Uh, welcome uh, anyone who is able to do that right now. How many uh, of those books did you have to move yourself? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to. We actually had some. We had movers do that part. But no, I'm we, not saying we. I'm talking about you. <laughs> me, <laughs> me. What did you put into Calling this effort? Calling him out. <laughs> <laughs> we. I, I. I did have to go through because we only took a portion. It's. Uh, I think there's about 30 percent of the collection that is in storage right now, just because we had to scale down uh, for the temporary location. So we did have to actually go through and. Uh, sort out um, <laughs> which were going to go to storage, which were going to the temporary location. And mm-hmm. I spent many hours in the last weeks uh, doing that. I mean, um, think how, just as, as a person, how miserable it is to move books. Oh, yeah. You know, when you move. They're heavy. <laughs> I mean, I mean one box about, of books is like 80 pounds. Yeah. It's all about <laughs> small, small boxes is the yeah. tip, Eric. Oh, yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. Small yeah, okay. boxes. I think just don't own books. <laughs> Sorry, Nick <laughs> Butler. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm more of a net, I'm more of an HBO kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I wonder if it's like, you know, I mean, it's a big, huge project that's going to be awesome for the library with so many cool plans. I wonder if it's like raising the bar for other libraries in town, maybe like. Wait, is it true that there's going to be like a like a drive through portion of this? I thought I I read a drive through. Yeah, there's going to be a drive up window, more accessible shelving, uh, burgers. (laughs) We're we're killing it here. No, you'll be able to get many burgers everywhere else. But this drive, this is the one drive through window (laughs) in town that you won't have burgers in, apparently. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, there's there's so many exciting things. We get uh, around twelve hundred visitors in non-pandemic times on average a day and this is going to be able allow us to be way more accessible to all 1200 of those people uh as a being in uh programming and communication services uh, assistant um yeah. what i'm personally most excited about is uh the third floor we're adding we're going to have a, a 200 person event space 
uh, will allow us to do a lot of different programs awesome. and expand the programming we offer um, in terms of lifelong learning and book talks cool. and you know uh, very cool we partner a lot with the Chippewa Valley Writers Guild and having people like Nick Butler come in and, and talk and um, so what about Judy Clark though is she, is she <laughs> I, that I, I'm Judy call us we, we let's get let's get Judy in give a little TED talk or something um, but yeah we have that and also we're adding in that same third floor uh, expanded art gallery um, and a uh, kitchen workspace so we'll be able to hopefully do some kitchen or some cooking classes and things along those lines for those of you nice. who who right. learned to cook over the pandemic and really uh fine-tune your your culinary skills hopefully amazing. in the future so cool. yeah man if i if i'm like the altoona library right now i'm like man we got to get laser tag or something like <laughs> <laughs> chippewa falls library is going to come back with like a movie theater and axe throwing or something <laughs> It's, it's a cool project. I'm glad to have you on to talk about it. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks for giving us <laughs> the, the, the time to spread the word. So that'll do it for the panel today. Th thank you guys so much for being on. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Shang. Thank you. Shang, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh maybe just my podcast i don't really know i'm slow to start because of covid i did move into a home studio at this point but uh the social exchange check us out on facebook Definitely. youtube spotify so good uh jordan anything to plug uh yeah my new celebrity restaurant robert <laughs> downey the hatch juniors um, no, uh, you have a lot of business how many ventures of those do you, got? <laughs> you got a big list there i came somewhere? prepared yeah no you just uh, these are off the dome <laughs> i uh oh uh, yeah, I don't really have anything uh, personally. Uh, I I do just want to plug Clearwater Comedy. Follow us online. We're slowly finding ways to bring uh, live comedy back, uh, not Zoom comedy. We're <laughs> done with that. Or, um, so hopefully we'll have more opportunities to do that this summer. And, of course, as we mentioned earlier, the uh, ongoing fundraising for the expansion and renovation of the library. Uh, still plenty of time to donate to that, so please do. Fantastic. Uh, our panelists will be be back. <laughs> our panelists will be back later for game time, uh, and it's going to be a real hoot. Uh, we got to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. We're talking with Nicholas Butler, so stick around. Nick, we got to talk about one of our amazing sponsors, Royal Credit Union. Oh heck yeah, I love talking about them. They've been with us since the beginning of the podcast. They've been involved with a ton of cool stuff that we do in Volume 1, and they always have cool stuff to talk about. Yeah, we, we've talked about their financial tips or their Money Donuts podcast. Tasty one. But today I want to talk about their nonprofit, the RCU Foundation. Yes, yeah, the foundation. That's where all the money they raise through that group goes directly back into the community by supporting projects and nonprofits in town that really are doing good for everybody around here. Definitely. And, and here's a cool thing. With every purchase you make with a Royal Credit Union debit card, they put up to five cents wow. directly into the foundation. So you buy a beer, boom, that's a new exhibit at the Chippewa Valley Museum. Yeah. You buy some groceries, bam. Bam. That helps countless people at the Family Support Center. Have an egg roll, and boom. Boom. You're helping support the Eau Claire Library. Bam. Boom. Man, you got the better lines on this. <laughs> Essentially, that it is that simple with the, with the foundation. Last year, the RCU Foundation gave more than a half a million dollars back to the Chippewa Valley, which is just so cool to be able to do that. Very cool. But that's really Royal Credit Union for you. That's what they do. They're turning small change into some big things around here. Join Royal Credit Union and learn more today at rcu.org slash join now. Welcome back to the Volume 1 Podcast, folks. Thanks again to Jordan and Shang on the panel. They'll be back a bit later to play some goofy games all about Chippewa Valley stuff with us. Uh, but first, wow, we are thrilled to announce our next guest. Uh, he's the best-selling and prize-winning author 
of shotgun love songs, Beneath the Bonfire, The Hearts of Men, and Little Faith. He's had articles, reviews, poetry, and prose published in Plowshares and Narrative Magazine and the New York Times Book Review. His latest book is called Godspeed. Check that out right there. And it's out July 27th via Putnam Books. Please welcome the great Nicholas Butler. In the flesh. In the flesh. Thanks for having me. We got him. (laughs) Now, I heard that there was maybe a turkey hunt this morning. (laughs) There was a turkey hunt. It didn't go anywhere, but... It didn't go anywhere. It was not successful in the traditional uh, hunting now is this where does one turkey hunt is that on your own land is there where do you you go it's on galloway street there's a bunch of turkeys there there's a new there's a new bar you're looking in the wrong place yeah i um well i bought a license Uh, i've never been turkey hunting before this is all new to me this morning first time ever last week was my first time ever all right um so i bought a license in like the wrong zone you're a real turkey hunter would know what zone he actually or she lived in and um so i bought one um for like the Oliva Strum in southern Wisconsin area, which is fine because that's where Regina's people are from. So, <laughs> Regina's people, uh, yeah, 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 that's where her kind yeah. comes from. <laughs> oh, so yeah. that's that's where you hunted this morning, then too, up yep. there. Or you, I was yeah. um, outside of Strum, and yet to get a turkey at all. Uh, no, I've never shot a turkey. Do you have you have the call down? Can you give us a call? Uh, I have a something called the sultry hen turkey call, <laughs> which is like a piece of slate that you drag some like a piece of wood across and it okay. makes little so you chirps. haven't you haven't mastered the vocalization no of that, not right? at all no no, no the no, sultry no. the sultry hen. sultry hen it's going to be the next nicholas butler <laughs> yeah. book coming yeah. out in yeah. 2022 yeah. Man. <laughs> who knew turkey hunting was so racy that's yeah fun. oh it's all <laughs> man it's all about sex out there <laughs> that's true out there yeah out the there land. in the wild yeah yeah it's uncontrollable so what's what's kept you going through this whole uh, pandemic? I mean, you can't you can't tour, you can't you know do book readings and things. What are you doing out there? Yeah, my least favorite thing these days are the writers who talk about how productive they were in the last eighteen <laughs> months and what a good time it was for them artistically. It just sucked for me. Yeah, I hated it. Hated it all. Yeah. Um, Is it turning a corner yet? Or are you still in it? No, I feel. No, I feel optimistic now. I like went out for my first beer a couple weeks ago, and that was I didn't. It was good and I'm fully vaccinated, but I didn't, you know, when I got into writing, I thought it was just about the books. And then I was fortunate enough to be able to tour to promote my books. And that became a component of my life. And I didn't realize how much I really enjoyed talking to booksellers, talking to librarians, talking to readers until somebody said, you can't, you can't can't do do it. Yeah. That's, that's like real life feedback, constant conversation about the work and about life. Yeah. And I, you know, we live out in the country and, and I don't have coworkers. So, uh, I was kind of just starved for interaction with people. That's my interaction. You're not like doing readings for the chickens or anything out there just to to stay on your game. And nobody like nobody, you know, like uh, I was forced to become the school teacher and my kids didn't want to learn from me no matter how creative I I made it. You know, I had music appreciation class where we listened nice. to jazz or classical or classic rock. And they were like, this is stupid, you know, and <laughs> I tried to do birding. They didn't want to do that. Man. Nothing worked. The There's, next generation, they're, they're not birders. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get into jazz in about 10 years. Don't worry. But it must, feel, it out. So. It must <laughs> feel good to kind of come out of that moment with a new with a new book. You had something in the hatch ready to come out. Yeah. So it, it's not like you're in this weird doldrums. You got the new the new book. Yeah. I mean, tell us about, you know, 
what you're excited about with that coming out and then maybe you know the uh tell us about the book yeah so it's um it's kind of a different book for me it's um it's more of like a thriller it's not based in wisconsin it's based in jackson wyoming um maybe five six years ago a family friend of mine came out to our house and he was working on he's in construction he was working on new house south of eau claire and he and the rest of the guys on his crew kind of got behind on the job and the homeowner said i will give got everybody together and said i'll give you all a five-figure bonus individually if you can finish this house in the next three weeks wow. and my wow. buddy said nick if we had all the meth in the world we couldn't finish that house <laughs> oh, no. in three weeks and i thought holy shit that seems like an amazing idea holy for a cow, book this is a bit, wow um so I just started like asking myself questions like, well, what kind of homeowner has that kind of money mm-hmm. and what, why would they need to have the project done that quick? And then mm-hmm. what kind of person goes after that sort of bonus and, and what if they had said yes and had resorted to using math to stay up <laughs> all the time to get the project yeah. done. Um, so it was fun. Um, writing the book was kind of bizarre. I, I like put myself on the same deadline as the guys in the book. (laughs) And so I wrote it much faster than a normal book. And that was sort of, uh, intense. I wouldn't recommend doing that. (laughs) Why did you mean you you wanted to write it faster on purpose or like just it came out faster or what's the, I kind of wanted to duplicate their timeline. No kidding. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think it did something good for the book, but it also just, it, I was just exhausted when I was done and then COVID hit and it was kind of just a, not a pleasant 12 months. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I'm reading the book. I'm about a little over halfway through and I mentioned to you before we started, I just kind of went through chapter 25 there and like last night there was two major back-to-back things in the book, which is <laughs> yeah. turning like. Like this is going to be a downhill ride here from now on, from here on out. So guys, I've been I've been enjoying it, but all of a sudden, like right. major earthquake event in the book that you gotta you gotta get to that point, and then I think <laughs> things are going to shift. So I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to tell us here what's going <laughs> to happen. You no. can spoil the whole thing if you want. I mean. <laughs> but Ama- it, amazing I, literary fireworks are going to happen. For yeah, the final and not letter. to not to name drop here, but the other day, uh, Governor Evers was in the I was in a, the volume one office at the mm-hmm. local store, and he was he came to visit us and hang out a little while couple years ago or mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. shortly after he was first um elected and you know he came in and, and was asking what to what to get or whatever and and your little faith had just come out at that point so he bought that yeah first thing the guy asked me when he walks in the door he's like i think i heard there's a new nick butler book and shut I'm up honest, he not, didn't he you're, did yeah. he did and no, i remember it. yes he did that's so weird because I, I i'll tell you a story but i told him i told him this, this is the first on one the not <laughs> This is the first one not set in Wisconsin. Well, that doesn't matter. Yeah. He's a great writer. It'll be good no matter what. That's what he said. What he said. I don't believe you. No, it's totally true. Well, I sent cool. you the photo. You know he bought your book. I know, but that doesn't mean anything. You could have pressed the book into his hand. <laughs> at the time, no. He, well, I did. I recommended it yeah. at the time. And now well, he's a huge you. fan. And he's thank asking. You. He's chomping at the bit before mm. it even comes out. Okay. All right. Cool. So, thank cool. you, Governor yeah. Evers. Yeah. 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 Scott Walker didn't buy any of my books. <laughs> <laughs> you were nothing back Forget then. Forget about no. that guy. <laughs> Yeah, I forget about that guy. <laughs> Pretty amazing. So, I mean, so the the setting in this book, I mean, is, is this is your first one not set in Wisconsin, right? Is that yeah, correct? that's true. Kind of, yeah, no, um, that's true. Have you spent much time in Jackson, Wyoming, in the mountains out there? Like, Yeah, so, like, we took a family trip. We take um, every fall, we we fly out to Denver, we, get, we rent a camper van, and then we go to different national parks. Nice. And so I think it was maybe four years ago. 
we went up to Yellowstone and then came south through Jackson and the Tetons. And I was like, this is where we got to set the book because mm -hmm. I could, I could just up the ante with everything. The landscape is more dramatic. The seasons mm -hmm. are more dramatic and the wealth inequality is yes. way more dramatic. You know, yeah, I'd sure. never have, I don't know if you've ever been, been to, Jackson. to Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I was with my family a long time ago, but I was totally naive. Yeah. I thought like, this is a beautiful mountain town. I, you know, I wonder if I could live here. Like what is real estate cost? And then, and then I looked and was like, holy shit, you yeah. can't be a normal person and live in Jackson. <laughs> it's not a huge possible. tourist economy. And just like, yeah. Lots yeah. Of but at the same time, normal people need to support that economy. That's right. So these rich people can that's come right. in and that's, and then the book, yeah. obviously that's the whole thing. It's exploring yeah. that yeah. dynamic of yeah. the haves and the have nots and the yeah. kind of the, the, you know, the greed and some, some guys that are trying to build something for themselves, right. watching all these other people with, with money. And, right. um, it's, it's interesting to see all that play out in the yeah. book for sure. Yeah. Pretty relevant thing for these weird times too. I mean, is was that was that your intention, like to to really make that a focal point, that the kind of class structure? Yeah, it was. I mean, I you know we when we moved back to Eau Claire back in 2013, we bought our property out in the country and we built we commenced building a house, and it wasn't really until after I f we finished building the house that I I thought, do I need do I need this? And why did I do mm. this? And does my house look like my neighbor's house? Um, mm. And what does it mean if it doesn't look like my neighbor's house? Yeah. And um, and then you think about doing that on a scale of tens of millions of dollars, and you probably have three of those houses. And then you think about the the wealth inequality in the country, and it's bananas, mm. you know. Um, so yeah, I, w I was absolutely trying to explore that stuff. And then there's a passage in the book too, where he's talking about building this gorgeous, amazing, you know, mountaintop mansion really. And then he's going to shop for his own home and with his wife and what they can afford and how crazy the prices are. Uh, right. And everybody can relate to that right now in yeah. this market. But um, it's like ruined other homes for him. And it's like, that's not the important part of a home. But yeah. I mean, when you spend your life, you know, building like that, it kind of, does something to you and what you want and yeah. what you can afford and then you're maybe bitter or not based on what you can and so that's just that's one thing that's really cool about about the book so Thanks. good job looking through all that Thanks, man. Um, and yeah you have you have this gift at writing like really lived in kind of fiction and and you could tell a lot of it comes from personal experience you know like how, how would, what is your process like for for developing characters are you are you taking stuff from real life from people you've met or you can just kind of coming out of nowhere with it well i mean how's that work um all through my teens and 20s i just had horrible jobs yeah. i mean i never made i never made any money and i'm not being like exaggerating i had dangerous crappy jobs i mean um, you did you were like a meat packer was at a meat, one point yeah right? mm -hmm. meat packer liquor store clerk uh i was a coffee roaster which i loved doing but it was physically demanding work and you're not going to get rich doing that um so i that was my, you know, and my parents owned a warehouse here in Eau Claire when I was a kid. And so they, the guys that worked in the warehouse were scruffy, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, but they were, they treated me like they treated me really well. Mm. Um, and I, well, just, you were the boss's kid. They had, <laughs> well, he, they were under strict, uh, instructions to not treat me well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I remember shrink wrapping pallets. It, on the hottest days because sure. none of them wanted to shrink wrap on those days. And, um, 
so I don't know. I, I guess I feel like so fortunate to be where I'm at publishing. And there's always been a part of me that's thought like, what, you know, when's this going to end? And am I going to have to go back to those jobs? Yeah. Because I'm pretty unemployable at this point. Like I've been my own boss for going on 12 years. Yeah. No, you have no discernible skills. <laughs> Not I, really. I've really thought about it. Yeah. And you don't. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, a, a capability to endure. Mm. I can mm. I can do a crappy job. Yeah, and in yeah. meat in meat packing and, and some of those things you need to endure. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. So. Which one? You know, if this writing thing blows up, which one of those would you go back to? Oh, I I I would like to open up. I mean, if I had tons of money, I could see opening up a coffee roasting company. Nice. Yeah. It was fun. It was romantic and fun. <laughs> I'd travel down to Panama amazing. and go to El Salvador oh, nice. and yeah. Costa Rica and visit farms and yeah. That'd be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you got that in your back pocket, you know? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so what else? So, I mean, you can't, you can't tour with the book. So how, how are they going to get it out there? Yeah. This time? I mean, what's, what's the plan? Well, there's going to be, there's going to be zoom events, um, at different na national bookstore, uh, locations. Um, and there's going to be a select amount of in-person stuff that just okay, started good. happening. Good, and good. you, we, you know, you and I can talk about that later, but, um, but I think like the the company line coming out of New York City or out of uh, big big P publishing is basically they don't want in person events. They'll let you do it, you know. But the th but the thing I'm learning too is like different bookstores in different communities have different comfort levels, entirely yeah. different comfort levels. Mm -hmm. uh, up in northern Wisconsin, people are ready to rock and roll. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's, they've been rocking and rolling, been rocking yeah, and rolling right. for better or worse. Right. Uh, but other communities aren't in that space. And I respect all that. I mean, so, yeah. Yeah, it'll yeah. be an interesting, interesting outing, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Tough for it to do. We also do, we have, we, you can pre-order the book right now yeah. uh, with the local store if you would, if people would like to. We've got a code. We can, you can save you money, uh, listener. Promo code Butler. Yeah, if you go to yavalimundo.org, you can find the new book. It won't be out until July 27th, but um, you can get a 10% off both the book and anything else that you want to order uh, with, that, with that promo code Butler. Yeah. And that's B-U-T-L-E-R. And I, I suspect clear. those copies will be signed, yes. too. So. I think that's probably up to you. Yeah. yeah. If that. you suspect it, I think you can make <laughs> yeah. it happen. Okay. All right. Somebody will sign them. Yeah. I'll <laughs> sign them for you. I'm pretty good. We'll just make sure they're signed by somebody. Yeah, I'm a pretty good forger. So. No, but that's that's the way to do it. Support, yeah, support us if you can. Yeah. <laughs> at a difficult time, support Nick at a difficult time, and you'll get a signed book for 10% off. Well, fantastic, Nick. Thank you yeah. so much. Uh, besides the book, guess. is there anything you want to plug quick before we play some oh, games? Oh, man. Uh, well, you could always buy my, you know, my older books. The They're ones. all at the, uh, mm -hmm. the local store uh, and nationwide. Yep. And, uh, yeah, right now, uh, Little Faith is the all Iowa read. So every public library in Iowa is reading that. Oh, and, cool. Uh, that's well, great. That's kind of a cool honor. So, yeah. Yeah. Rad. Well, thank you so much, man. It's yeah, thanks good. for having me. Uh, so stick around, folks. We'll be back with more show. Our panelists are going to come back and play some games with us and Nick Butler. So stick around. All right, Nick, we've got a sponsor to tell folks about, Deborah Becker of State Farm Insurance, you know, at DebraBecker.com. Yeah, okay, a little insider info here. When we decided to create this podcast, the very first business we wanted to check with for sponsorship was Deborah Becker from State Farm. And that's because she is always up for the new, the experimental, and anything that she thinks is good for the people of Eau Claire and the Chippewa Valley. And she has supported so much stuff from Volume 1 over the years, new publications and community events, uh, videos, really just all kinds of different things. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not just Volume 1 either. Either. I mean, it's the no, entire right. community. I mean, 
They're pumping money into community projects like the Boyd Park Plus, the yep. sculpture tour, uh, concerts, art installations, just so much stuff that the entire community can share. Yeah, it's cool. And that's the thing, because to some degree, to people like us, we're just lay people. Insurance is insurance. We don't know the difference. So I don't. Sometimes you pick your people based on who shares your values in a community. Who do you think's making some cool things happen? And for us, that's if that volume one anyway. That's Deborah Becker with State Farm. And it's pretty cool to work, actually work with the people that are sponsoring oh, the podcast. Totally, Deb and Casey there at State Farm. They have their office right downtown, right on Barstow Street. They have everything insured that that Volume One does, and in my life for a bunch of years. Uh, and really, they're just approachable, available, understandable. And above all, they're just decent human beings. And that helps. <laughs> it does help. Uh, so if you need insurancey things, please consider visiting DebraBecker.com. Welcome back to the Volume 1 Podcast, y'all. We are nearing the end of the show, so you know what that time is. <laughs> That's right. It's game time. And Ooh. we got the music for it. Uh, man. Our panelists, Shang and Jordan are back alongside Nick Butler to play some goofy games with us. All about Chippewa Valley stuff. Uh, each of our contestants is also playing for a local nonprofit of their choice. Whoever wins this gauntlet of games, their their nonprofit gets a free ad in Volume One. So, Nick, let's start with you. Who are you playing for today? I'm going to play for Beaver Creek Reserve, uh, an environmental education center out in Fall Creek. Fantastic. All right, Shang, who are you playing for? So I'll be playing for Uniting Bridges. It's a local nonprofit that helps uh, advocate for underrepresented and marginalized groups here. Fantastic. Thank you. Jordan, who are you playing for? Um, I'll be playing for the library. I'll be uh, doing my best to get us a little closer to our fundraising goal here. Fantastic. All right, let's let's do this thing. Okay, we are all set. The players are ready. We all got markers. Don't sniff them too hard. <laughs> or do. These games might get a little weird. Um, so uh, this first game, this is round one. This is the group game. So we're all playing this one together. Uh, this game is called Run the Numbers. Okay, and it's a quick guessing game with numbers. It's kind of Price is Right style. So I'm going to give you a prompt, and you're going to try and guess the number, uh, and the closest without going over wins. And so the first person to get two of these right moves on. Okay, does that make sense? All right, you're going to have 10 seconds to write down your numbers, so let's get started. So, okay, uh, I don't know what it is, but I've, I've been seeing a lot of people online talking about how they miss bowling. <laughs> And uh, I'm not going to lie, I miss it too. So it's one of those weird nostalgic feelings. So how many bowling alleys are there in the Chippewa Valley? Oof. <laughs> how many strikes? That was one of the last things I did pre-COVID was just bowling. Just putting my hands in all kinds of bowling balls. And that's time. <laughs> all right, Nick, let's start with you. How many bowling alleys are there in the Chippewa Valley? Two. Ooh, two. two. Okay. All right, Shang, what do you got? Gosh, I have not a clue. Five. Five, okay, okay. <laughs> Jordy? Four. What? The real answer is nine. Whoa. There are nine in the, well, it's kind of the greater Chippewa Valley. Can so we Shang, define the greater Chippewa Valley? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I'm kind of curious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there's two in Chippewa Falls. There's two in Eau Claire. There's one in Menominee. There's one in Colfax, one in Bloomer, one in Kadot, and one in Augusta. So it's kind of a lot, right? I mean, Chippewa, that, that counts. <laughs> all right, Shane, good job. Okay, let's Thank move you. on. Uh, all right, so uh, here's the next one. So Forbes recently released uh, their 2021 billionaires list, which is a thing that they do. And John Menard, who, who is, of course, the founder of Menards, is still the richest person in Wisconsin. And his wealth grew by $3 billion in the last year. 
So as estimated by Forbes, what is John Menard's net worth today? In billions. Because <laughs> it's the billionaire's list. Very rich guy. Can you hear this squeaking anyway? <laughs> you can hear the squeaking. Yeah, there's still some squeaking. <laughs> okay. The time is sort of loose. All right, Jordan, let's start with you this time. How, what is John Menard's net worth? Uh, 25 bill? 20, you got $25 on the Whoa. card. <laughs> 25 billion. Okay. B. Sounds good. Okay, Shane, what do you got? I really don't know. Six, Six billion. billion. Okay. All right, Nick. 75? 75 billion. Oh, Oof. The, the correct answer is 14.3 billion. So, Shang, you win again. I win again? Wow. You guys went over. I don't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's two in a row. Congrats, Shang. Okay, you won. Run the numbers. Congrats. Thank that you. means that you move all the way to round three. Pretty exciting. <laughs> Congrats. So, this, uh, so round this two is, is the... Uh, for me. <laughs> round two, we call the losers game. Okay, wow. and that, so Nick and Jordan, you guys are the losers. Uh, and you don't want to lose the losers game, I'll no, tell you that. So. I feel it. So, Shang, you're, you're not exactly sitting this one out either. You're going to actually have a pretty important role in this next game, which is called Here Comes the Pitch. And it's a little bit more creative, okay? So, so picture that we're, we're in a boardroom right now, okay? Shang, since you won, you're the CEO. Got and it. Jordan and Nick, you're aspiring copywriters coming up with some new slogans for businesses in the Chippewa Valley. <laughs> little conceptual, <laughs> I know, but trust me, it works. So <laughs> I'm going to give you, uh, so we're going to have 30 seconds to write down your new slogans. I'm going to give you uh, the local business and what their current slogan is. And then you got to write a new one. And then Shang, you're the CEO. You're going to pick your favorite. Oh, I get to pick. Okay. Yeah. I have so much power. I'm excited <laughs> about this. Okay. Well, does that all make sense? Yeah. All right. He's, he's a writer and I'm a comedian. So <laughs> no, no, if, no, if no, we I'm do totally, bad at these, no. it's going to be really embarrassing for both of us. So. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll just we'll it's just, not going we'll see how well it turns out. Right <laughs> There's so much confidence behind this game. <laughs> we can do this. Uh, all right. So we're going to do best two out of three rounds. Okay. And you'll have 30 seconds each time. And best two out of three wins. Okay, so let's get started. This is called Here Comes the Pitch. Your first one is for the Eau Claire Downtown Farmer's Market. Their current slogan is Buy Local, Eat Fresh. 30 seconds on the clock. They kind of took the Eat Fresh part from Subway, but I think that's okay. <laughs> it's a good slogan. It is a good slogan. And it makes sense. You know, the Farmer's Market is back up and running. Feels good. I think we can give them some creative juice with our talented writers. Some copywriters here in the boardroom. <laughs> Once the jingle is over, that's all the time you have. All right, fantastic. <laughs> uh, Nick, let's start with you. So oh, the Eau Claire Downtown Farmer's Market. Let's see your slogan. I, uh, I came up with um, <clears throat> green, good, sweet food. It's sort of a, a, a poem. <laughs> Green, good, sweet food. Yeah, it's that kind I'm of. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. That slanted rhyme. It's kind of nice. <laughs> Green, good. What was, the, what was the last part? Sweet uh, food. Green, good, sweet food. Yeah, that's great. It's yeah. clearly very catchy. <laughs> I appreciate that. Poetic. All right, Jordy, what do you got? Well, I think they've already got the, the health conscious buyer on lock. So this is more for people of my style with the farmer's market and it's uh, walk past healthy stuff buy lots of cinnamon buns <laughs> <laughs> you win 
kind oh, of wordy, God. but okay. Yeah, I Shang. mean, it doesn't roll off the tongue. It's but. a little wordy, but All I think right. I dig it. CEO Shang. I'm living for that life right now. So <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I choose that one. All right. Sorry, Nick. Okay. Shout out. We'll I would have done, <laughs> <I'd done, laughs> done the same thing. Shout out to Bohemian <laughs> Ovens. They're doing good work over there. <laughs> Is that who you're playing? Just kidding. Um, okay, great. Okay, now we, we get the concept now. So let's do round two. Uh, this is for Visit Eau Claire, okay? And their current slogan is Clear Cool Culture. 30 seconds. Clear Cool Culture. I got a little, some alliteration for Eau Claire. Clear Cool Culture Community. Um, uh, chill. It's chill. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should be playing this game, actually. You're doing really well. I'm just trying to talk through the jingle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Visit Eau Claire. Let's see what our copywriters came up with. Jordan, let's start with you. All right. Well, uh, I mean, this is all you really need. Uh, Something, something, Bon Iver. (laughs) (laughs) Just mention Bon Iver. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Something, something, Bon Iver. All right, Nick, let's see what you got for your Visit Eau Claire slogan. I I have, we have two rivers, beer and inner tubes. (laughs) Okay. I go with that one. Yes. (laughs) You know, there's a little, there's a little more to it than just Bon Iver. I just heard beer and that's all I cared about. (laughs) (laughs) I was sold. All right. We are all tied up in the boardroom here. Uh, So we have to do this tiebreaker round. Okay, here comes the pitch. Uh, this is for Country Jam. Here's their current slogan. Songs sound sweeter. Friendships last longer. Stars shine brighter. Beer runs colder. That is not the Is that really seconds. the slogan? Yeah, they have it all over their social media. If oh, you, gotcha. If you dig around. <laughs> Country Jam. Beer runs colder. They, they end it on the beer because they know what it's, they know what it's really about. Yeah. <laughs> Friendships last longer if you go to Country Jam together. They should do couples therapy at, cu- at Country Jam or something. <laughs> Stars shine brighter. It's kind of poetic, mm-hmm. you know, really. They really encapsulated it. <laughs> All right, folks. <laughs> High pressure situation here in the boardroom. Nick, let's start with you. What is your uh, slogan for Country Jam? Yeah, all I could come up with is drunk and dusty. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's, it's a lot less wordy than their current one. All right, Jordan, let's see what we got. Uh, get wasted, puke lots, country jam. <laughs> oh my God. Ooh, okay. CEO oh Shang. Gosh, I don't know. Drunk and dusty or pu- puking? I I don't tough know. One. It's it's tough. Um, pro- probably probably Nick's. <laughs> nice. Oh. Drunk and dusty. <laughs> Drunk and dusty. I like that. <laughs> An- like another alliteration. <laughs> I was looking for a third, but I couldn't come up with it. <laughs> well, I should have mentioned, if I don't bring this home for the library, I'm probably going to get fired. So, uh, <laughs> just, I mean, no pressure. You don't have to reconsider anything. <laughs> come on, man. It's, a ga- it's just a game, right? It's not real life. All right, fantastic. So, Nick, you won. Here comes the pitch. Congrats. Feels good. It does so feel good. Uh, let's move on to round three, okay? So this is, uh, this is the winner's game. This is between Nick and Sheng. Jordan, I'm sorry. You lost the loser's game. Oh, wow. So you lost. You're Purple. the ultimate well, big and loser. I'm, and I'm now I'm fired. So thanks. Fired. <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> so sad. Um, okay, so this, this last game is called What's in the Koozie? Okay, and we got a little koozie here. Joel's got it back there. Give that to Jordan over here. 
So this, uh, what is in the koozie, I bet you're wondering. Uh, well, the koozie is full of a bunch of scraps of paper with different Chippewa Valley stuff on it. So and, not beer. <laughs> so not beer, no, unfortunately. Um, but uh, Jordan, you're, you're still in this. You're, so it's kind of a catchphrase style game. So there's a bunch of Chippewa Valley stuff in there. Jordan's gonna pull it out of the koozie and he's gonna try and make you two guess what's on the card without actually saying the thing. And so we're gonna put two minutes on the clock and we're gonna see who has more at the end of two minutes. So are we ready to play what's in the koozie? So I chose my opponent, basically. Yes, you Darn. did. Darn, yeah. okay. You would've picked Jordan if you had known. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, basically, I, it's like catchphrase yeah. where I'm trying to get them to know the word without Without saying, saying it outright, okay. yes. Okay, are we ready can, to can play? Can you provide me with an example of what potentially could be in the koozie? Ooh, I Even think it'll like make sense once we start playing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking Beaver Creek and all the wildlife. Yeah, you know, there's stuff there. <laughs> I don't want to let just them Just say go. drunk and dusty, you'll yeah. win. Okay. But the possums. Uh, okay, um, two minutes on the clock. Ready to play? All right, take it away, Jordan. All right, this is a hall uh, on campus, and it's also a song by aforementioned... Uh, Bon Iver. Towers. That's one for Nick. Darn. All right, this is a butcher shop. Rumps. Ooh, two for Nick. Killing me. Uh, this is a, 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 a band, a local band made of uh, cheese curd eating, beer drinking Them fellas. Them Boys. Yes. Hey, that's yes. Shout out to Thorin. <sighs> um, this is up the street. They wear a lot of hoodies. Hipsters. <laughs> Close, but uh, it's a company. Ambient Inc. No. Oh, oh, Jamf. No. Jamf, oh, three for Nick, one for Shang. All right, uh, local chain of uh, movie theaters. Minecon. Yes. Ooh, four for Nick. Annihilation. Uh, coffee shop just opened up back up to the public. DC. Different uh, one. Oh, shift. No. Ooh. Uh, another one. Keep going. I don't. One minute left. Uh, on Water goat. Street. On Water Street. The goat. Uh, the other one on Water Street. <laughs> Sorry. Waffle Place? No. All right, you can throw know. it out. Get right. a new okay, one. Okay, sorry. Uh, Racy's. Uh, this is a neighborhood that's not the East Hill. Putnam Heights. Uh, keep going. What neighborhood do you live in? <laughs> uh, um, it's by, it's closer to campus. Third Ward. Yes. Ooh, five for Nick. 30 seconds. Uh, brewery in Menominee. Zimmergy? Uh, no. Lucette. 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 Yes. Oh. Love Lucette. Uh, all right, speaking of... Well, the beefy topic from earlier. This is a restaurant you can go and get one Horn such. Uh, Milwaukee Burger. Yes. Uh, the mascot for one of Ten the seconds. schools, high schools here in town. Old Abe's. Yes. Oh, five. And uh, the shop next to Racy's on water. <laughs> you can buy. Uh, Truckers Union. Yes. And that's time. Oh, wow. That was that was a complete total domination. Yeah. I did wow. you a solid, and we got, here we go. <laughs> you, just let me, you guys let me win. That's nice. Yeah, of you. yeah. We're just cheesing them up. Okay. Congrats, Nick. That was uh, congratulations. That was the most lopsided uh, lopsided koozie game we've ever had. Nick Nick had nine of them, and Shen <laughs> got you. one. Shen got one though. Them coolie boys. Yes. Represent. You got like the best one. And that guy wrote yeah, the liner truly. notes for the album. So. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I think you should get four points for that. Yeah. You still lost, though. I still um, lost. It's okay. <laughs> so congrats, Nick. Uh, Beaver Creek Reserve is going to get a free ad in volume one for your performance here today. Uh, have, what do you have to say for yourself? I, I'll say this. I have a board meeting tomorrow, so you have no idea how happy you've <laughs> They're made They're going to be so excited. They're going to be really excited. <laughs> 
All right, fantastic. Well, thank you all for being on the show, and thank you for playing some dumb games with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Take Super care, fun. Uh, we're going to be right back with some more Volume 1 podcast. Stick around. Nick, one of the reasons we all live in the Chippewa Valley is for the beauty that surrounds us. Right. And, you know, the woods, the water, but... But to get serious for a second, if you want to enjoy all that splendor, you got to take care of your eyes. You really do. And that's why it's so helpful to have a full-service operation like the Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic right here in Eau Claire. Right. We've told you about them on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. You know, they offer routine eye exams for glasses and contacts, LASIK surgery, cataract surgery, eyelid surgery, treatment for glaucoma, and yeah, so much Yeah, not only more. all of that, but now they have expanded their services to include vitreo retinal surgery as well. And that's a mm. big deal for this area because previously some patients maybe had like a retinal detachment. Ooh, that sounds serious. No, it is. And they would often have to be sent to the Twin Cities to undergo surgery. But now we have a highly qualified provider offering these services right here in Eau Claire. That's so great. Like, so whatever you need to take care of those eyes, don't put it off. Call to schedule your appointment today. Find more information at cveclinic.com. That's Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic. Seeing, Seeing the, the future. future. Welcome back to the Volume 1 Podcast, y'all. Wow, fun episode. Great season finale. I think we've done good. And then Nick Butler knows his local trivia. Yeah. That guy <laughs> just rocked through those. That was, uh, yeah, they were, him and Jordan had this kind of mind meld situation. Blistering what's know. in the koozie <laughs> yeah. edition. That, yeah, that was uh, unfortunately pretty lopsided. But, you know, Beaver Creek coming away with a free, yeah, that's not Yeah, that's can't not complain with that. Thing, of course. Um, yeah, thanks to our guests again. Uh, Jordan Durrell plugging the Story Builder campaign for the library. Hopefully they can get that last push of donations. Uh, Shang Elizabeth Lore with the Social Exchange Project debuting its uh, second season. Good stuff. Yeah, good crew. And, of course, you know, Nicholas Butler. He's got this great new book coming in July. We got the promo code for that at the store. Uh, mm -hmm. You can use the code BUTLER if you want 10% off that book. At the localstore.org. Yes. Yep, sorry. You no. do, <laughs> do <laughs> Didn't the know if you were going to get to that or not. At the localstore.org when you uh, pre-order the book, and you also get uh, the discount on anything else you buy at the same time. So do that. The book is out July 27th. That'll be available at the store on that day, signed copy with the pre-order, so pretty cool. Hey, you know, you never ask me what I want to plug. I guess <laughs> yeah. we did just plug the book. Yeah, you want? I mean, yeah. I'm gonna, season. I'm gonna plug. You know, I'm excited season about finale. this outdoor season of events we talked about and everything yes. that that you know. There's a lot of stuff gonna be happening this summer, but I still want people to get that vaccine. Oh so yeah. So I'm gonna plug the vaccine. Get the vaccine. You have a menu of three options to pick from still. So get yeah, out there. Yeah, I, I got all three, and they're they're both uh, they're all amazing. <laughs> Yeah, each <laughs> Feels experience a was yeah. unique and incredible. Yeah, no, but talk to your friends, talk to your family, uh, help help everybody get that thing rolling so we can all uh, move on with our lives. Yeah, get vaccinated, come out to sounds like summer this summer. You know, do things with people and don't put them at risk. You know, that's a good thing. So yeah, cool. That's a good plug. Yeah, good thanks. <laughs> I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, the one time. Uh, so yeah. I also want to want to shout out our sponsors one more time, uh, Royal Credit Union, DeborahBecker.com, and the Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic. Thank you so much for your support. For real, couldn't couldn't have done it without them. And uh, big shouts out to the team for making this all happen. For Ch Chase on sponsorships and Taylor on design, and Joel and Alex back there on tech. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, and thank you all for listening. That's uh, that's the end of season one. Wow. Uh, be on the lookout for more. There's more on the way. So for the Volume One Podcast, I'm Eric Christensen. Take care. Hey, folks. Thanks for watching the Volume 1 Podcast. Hey, while you're here, if you like what you see, click subscribe. Maybe like the video, share the video with your friends. 
check out other episodes of the podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for watching.